0: Thursday free-for-all on the only airwaves the Infinity Project.
1: Good evening, everybody. That last sort of sounded like a damn fart.
0: The Infinity Project. And since it's Thursday, that means it's time for the Thursday free for all. We'll have stories that'll make you laugh, think, cry, get upset, we'll fire a rant rocket, or maybe sick. <laughs> because we got plenty oh of to rant and rave about. Anyway, I'm your host for tonight. I am Oddball Extreme, and I'm currently joined the line by two of my crazy cohorts. First, we have Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Madea. We also have our AC Magician. Good evening to you, Medea. AZ Magician,
1: who's trying hard not to laugh. Hello, everybody.
0: All right, and we also have Ashley and Sajo in the chat. Hey, guys, listen, my mom's calling me. I'll be back in a minute, so talk amongst yourselves. I'm in a good mood tonight, so don't mind me,
1: Tim. Tim. Yeah. All right,
2: I won't. Jan, say something, please.
1: Something, please.
2: All right, good, she's still here. Yeah, I'm still
1: here I'm halfway there, Tim That's what I heard The other half will be Monday So, anyway I don't need that anymore Are you still playing World of Warcraft?
2: Yes, I am are you Did kicking you know? ass and taking names? Mm, kind of, yeah. sorta. Well, I'm not really fighting anything, but yeah. Okay. I'm I, I'm succeeding at what I'm doing. Good.
1: In other words, you're accomplishing the missions.
2: I'm accomplishing the tasks that have been that, that for which my assistance has been requested by computer-controlled characters.
1: Okay. Yeah. I can't really concentrate on any one task for any length of time. Oops.
0: I'm back. Sorry about that.
1: Welcome
2: back. Oh, my.
0: Yeah. Oh, let's see. Before we get started, uh, here's something big right now. If you want to see the first episode of Star Trek Picard without having to pay for CBS All Access, it's free for a very limited time on YouTube, and it's all day long only today on Pluto TV. It's Channel 661.
1: Okay, I think so. what they're trying to do is lure you in. You yeah,
2: lure,
0: lure you in. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, sorry, I've got enough streaming services. I don't need it right now.
1: So, well, I have. That's I the have problem my coloring everybody cup. has
2: to have their piece of the pie. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. And now, if you're not careful, if you start paying for all these streaming services, you're gonna end up paying more than the cable. Yeah. So it's like, what the hell is the point? It's <laughs> is just plain ridiculous. But thankfully, you know, like I said, I'm glad I get to see this first episode of free. It was like, I'm not paying, I'm not paying for another streaming service right now. I just don't need it. <laughs> okay.
1: Before we get started, mm-hmm. there's one of these little silly things on Facebook. That's what 2020 has in store with you. You're a September... What's your Zodiac sign, Tim? Virgo. New job. Yay! 2020 has a new car in store for me, and 2020 has a lottery win in store for you, Shirley.
0: Oh, that'd be nice, but we don't have a lottery in this state right now. (laughs) Member? Know of anybody that's Gemini? They get a new puppy. (laughs) Nice. Okay. I like a new puppy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And one more thing. Did you play Tetris Blitz
0: yet? Yeah, i played Tetris Blitz. Got a lot of bonuses. What was it? Yesterday or today? It was today.
1: Today? I got mine today.
0: Yeah, it was today. There was like a whole bunch of bonuses. What's going on, if anyone wants to know, Tetris Blitz will be shutting down completely... On April twenty first. So, what they're doing is, you know, you can, you you cannot purchase anything, but they're gonna let you try to go as far as you can. So. What's going uh, now? Uh, it's a Tetris. Game with Blitz. And I like to play. Yeah, Tetris Blitz. Uh, I, used I was about to tell Yeah. But you say have this version like you have they give you like challenges and um you know try to get some high scores, and believe me, I've gotten some ridiculously high scores lately, like into the thirty million range, <laughs> and I gotta try to burn forty five million coins <laughs> just something I wish I could do, but I can't all right, well, anyway. I'm going to have a little bit of fun here to start things off. First, um, this is this is from Forbes. dot com. I'll put this in the chat in a minute. I just put it in the group page not too long ago tonight. <laughs> the coronavirus is serious. However, coronavirus is not the Corona Beer Virus. What people are googling. <laughs> yeah that's right. People think the coronavirus has to do with the
2: beer. <laughs> oh my
0: but yeah now this is this is uh this was posted today at twelve o four a m by Bruce Y. Lee. No, it's not that Bruce Lee
2: <laughs> Oh my.
0: Besides he happens to be a writer, journalist, professor, systems modeler, computational, and digital health expert, avocado eater, and entrepreneur, not always in that order <laughs> now that's funny all right, well, anyway, one of these can one of these you can get from a bar at a party, the other can get you barred from a party. <laughs> The new coronavirus that was oh first found in Wuhan, China is not the same as corona beer. It has nothing to do with beer. It is not sold in bottles. It does not go with a lime wedge. It's not going to help you find your beach. Yet, according to the Google Trends, Google searches for beer virus <laughs> and corona beer virus have been on the rise, corresponding to the spread of the 2019 novel Coronavirus 2019 NCOV beyond Wuhan and beyond China. As you can see on the Google Trends webpage, searches for beer virus and Corona beer virus retained, remained relatively flat and low for the first two and a half weeks of January. After all, why would you normally search for beer virus unless perhaps you somehow thought that you could drink your way out of having a virus? By the way, don't try this. But shortly after January 19, 2020, apparently searches for beer virus and corona beer virus went up and up at the same time that various coronavirus-related phrases and questions rose as well, as shown by the following tweet. Um, let's see. Uh, th- 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 these are the top five questions on the coronavirus. What is coronavirus? Is coronavirus deadly? How to prevent coronavirus? How does con- con- co- coronavirus spread? Where does coronavirus Coronavirus come from. Boy, I'm having a hard time saying coronavirus now. (laughs) Anyway, January 20th was when China's National Health Commission confirmed that human-to-human transmission of 2019 NCOV had occurred. January 21st was when the World Health Organization, WHO, announced plans to convene an emergency meeting to decide whether to declare the spreading of 2019 NCOV outbreak a public health emergency of international concern, or a PHEIC. In other words, oh, brother, this was when many people around the world started saying, oh, fake. <laughs> Thus, it's not surprising that people started Googling coronavirus about that time. It's, not also, it's also not surprising that people had misconceptions about this novel virus. But, oh, beer. Believing that the new coronavirus has something to do with Corona the beer? That would be a, that would be a bit like expecting the flu to be an airline or using a winged animal bat to try to hit a baseball. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my! Oh
0: boy!
1: It's
0: are you not, sure that?
1: Are you what? sure that article is not on a satire site?
0: No, this is Forbes dot com. This is oh, real. Never mind. Oh wow! <laughs> when it's Forbes dot <laughs> because one of my favorite people, Dr. Marshall Shepherd, he posts there on a regular basis too. So,
1: isn't one of for... the weather one of the weather forecasters?
0: Weather geeks, yeah. He does the Weather Geeks podcast. He shows up like every Wednesday morning on uh, AMHQ and such. So, uh, let's see. It's not completely clear what may be driving the data displayed on Google Trends and what specifically led to conclude. Does Google autocomplete, i.e. what Google suggests when you start entering a term such as corona, have something to do with this? The Google Trends webpage doesn't clearly show the actual number of people who have been Googling beer virus and corona beer virus. So while uptick may seem relatively big, it is unclear what the actual increase in number may have been. If the overall number was relatively small, could a small group of people searching the terms for fun or curiosity then have helped fuel the apparent rise? Or do many people actually believe that the coronavirus has something to do with Corona beer? Oh, the questions. Nevertheless, if you're still unclear about the difference between coronavirus and Corona beer, let the, let's answer the five most Google questions about coronavirus from January 21st, 2020 for both. What is Coronavirus. It is a family of viruses, named so because corona means crown in Latin, and these viruses have little spikes on their surfaces that make them look like little crowns. The strain that is causing the current outbreak that started in Wuhan, China, is a newly discovered strain. Now, what is corona? It is a brand of beer, a pale lager. If you drink too much of it or any alcoholic beverage, you may end up with with crown on your head and not realize how it got there. Corona the beer originated back in 1925, 40 years before the first strain of coronavirus was discovered and named. The virus was not named after the beer. If you ask the bartender for a corona and he or she tries to give you coronavirus instead, do not return to the bar. All right. Oh my... Number two, is the coronavirus deadly? It depends on what strain of coronavirus. The most common strains tend to cause mild and moderate upper respiratory illnesses with coldish symptoms such as a runny nose, cough, headache, sore throat, and fever. These are rarely deadly. By contrast, the SARS-9 severe acute, uh, I'm sorry, SARS-9 severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus can readily kill up to 50% of those infected. The MERS, or Middle East Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus, is also potentially deadly, with around 35% of those infected dying. This new 2019 NCOV has already resulted in 170 deaths with over 7,700 infected. So yes, it can be deadly. However, so far this season, the flu has killed far more people, at least 8,000 in the U.S. alone. Now, is corona deadly? Drinking in moderation may not kill you. However, drinking too much can end up killing you. Also, driving or operating heavy machinery while intoxicated can be deadly to you and others. Common sense. Let's see. How to prevent coronavirus. Currently, there is no vaccine against any type of coronavirus. Therefore, the best things to do are avoid close contact. Uh Uh-oh, where's my water? Oh, there it is. Uh, close contact with those who are sick, and wash your hands frequently and thoroughly. Also, refrain from touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with your filthy paws. For example, if you want to show affection, instead of blowing kisses or touching your eye to say, I love you, use your fingers to form the shape of a heart on your chest and tilt your head slightly to the left while smiling. You should probably still wash your hands before you do this, just in case you use your disgusting fingers to dab tears from your eyes. Now, how to prevent Corona the beer? Just don't buy it, or ask the person throwing the party to get some other brand of beer. Alternatively, you can serve kale and kelp smoothies instead. No one will notice the difference, right?
2: <laughs> or just don't drink beer. Period. All right. Because I don't. I don't drink.
0: I don't either. I cannot stand the smell of beer. Let's see. Anyway, how does coronavirus spread? Looks like the new coronavirus spread via respiratory droplets like the other types of coronavirus. So, when an infected person sneezes or coughs, he or she can leave virus-filled respiratory droplets momentarily in the air or on some surface or object. Touching these droplets and then rubbing your eyes, nose, or mouth could get yourself infected. It is still not clear how easily transmissible this virus may be. Early suggestions are that an infectious person can end up infecting on average one to three other people. This is all based on preliminary data. Now, how does Corona the beer spread? By handing it out to people. A store, a bartender, or a party host may spread the beer. If you spill the beer on the ping pong table, it can rapidly spread across the table. (laughs) Let's see. Oh, my. Where does coronavirus come from? Not beer. Unless someone who was infected with the coronavirus coughed or sneezed on a beer and then gave the beer to you. A study published in the Journal of Medical Virology suggested that this new coronavirus could have jumped from snakes to humans. But before you start blaming cold-hearted snakes, look into their eyes. Keep in mind that more research is needed to be done for sure. And finally, where does coronavirus beer come from? Your refrigerator. Or maybe someone else's refrigerator. It could also be from a shelf or a box. Occasionally, a fanny pack may be the source. Oh, God. If you're wondering where it originally came from, Cerveceria Modelo and Constellation Brands in Mexico produce Corona the beer. So Modelo and Corona are part of the same company. Didn't know that. There are numerous other differences between the new coronavirus and Corona the beer. For example, it's not clear whether wearing a surgical mask will really prevent you from catching the new coronavirus, but it will prevent you from drinking Corona the beer. Nonetheless, similarities do exist. Both shouldn't cause you to panic. After all, the new coronavirus is not as transmissible as the measles, and has not killed as many people as the flu. At the same time, panicking when seeing a bottle of corona is just silly. Another similarity is that misconceptions about both the new coronavirus and corona are floating around right now, such as potentially the misconception that they have anything to do with each other <laughs> Oh boy, that's funny. So yes, people can get coronavirus. Let's see. I uh, said, so keep a look out for the trolls. Yeah. Well, so far so good tonight. So maybe the trolls finally got the message. I don't know.
2: <laughs> we can only hope. Mhm.
0: Yep. Huh, let's see. Oh yeah, I remember this. Um, let's see. Of course, the Super Bowl is Sunday in Miami. Of course, I remember in 2007, Prince was performing the halftime show in Miami in the pouring rain. (laughs) It's still considered one of the best halftime shows ever.
2: (laughs) Excuse
1: me. Sorry. I'm about half asleep too If you want to be want me to be truthful I was just waiting for somebody to say something Well, we're here <laughs> Oh my <laughs> Oh well Nothing exciting has happened You know that woman Who was given a deadline To tell the cops where the kids are Anybody mm-hmm. know whether or not she passed the deadline
2: Uh, I don't know I don't even know What you're referring to well, I'll find. I'll try to find it.
0: I think it was
1: in Ohio.
0: I'm thinking Idaho. I'm
2: just thinking. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Idaho. Idaho? No, Idaho. No, Idaho. <laughs> no, I am. Oh my. Okay, now, this next one. Okay, the, uh, here he it is. He didn't say oh, anything. It? Okay. okay. All right. I've... Oh, okay. All right. And I have posted children... this tweet.
1: Oh, damn I it. it. Go Go I want to post, well, post this article. Okay. Oh, no, it wasn't the children. It was the
0: adults. Okay, all right. Okay, well, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this story up because you uh you know because I know Tim, you put the angry one on this one. Uh every man faked suicide to avoid rape charge. Uh, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put this in the chat and I'm gonna tell you right now. There's an update. He's been captured. Yes. Thanks. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the original story, then give you the update, okay? So, here we go. Uh, This is out of Jackson, Mississippi. In a dinghy drifting off the shore of Orange Beach, Alabama, police found a note from a man accused of raping a 14-year-old more than a dozen times. If you find this, contact Melody Scott, said the note, then listing a phone number. My name is Jacob Scott, Jackson County. Then under his social security number, it says, I'm sorry. That was in July 2018, just before Jacob Blair Scott, 43, of Moss Point, was to be charged. Jacob Scott was added to the United States Marshal's Top 15 Most Won list yesterday, as authorities say he didn't actually commit suicide. They say it appears he faked his own death. Jacob Scott stands accused of unspeakable crimes against a child, said U.S. Marshal Service Director Donald Washington. The marshals will leave no stone unturned until we bring him to justice. Scott, t- yeah, Scott faces 14 charges. He was all on bond and failed to appear for a court hearing. There wasn't much blood in the dinghy where the note was found, but there was an unspent bullet with blood on it, police said. There was a gun tied to the side of the dinghy that police believe was placed there to look like Scott committed suicide. He left a note with a gun and small evidence that he thought would fool investigators into believing he had committed suicide, said Field Officer Supervisory Inspector Carlos Cosby. That's a mouthful. And then there, and there was $45,000 missing from his bank account. For a week, rescue workers and police searched the Gulf of Mexico for Scott's body. He never floated to the top, which is said to be unusual for the Gulf. All aspects of this case are open as part of who's hiding him and who's helping him along the way, said Cosby. We know he's a military veteran, and he's what we would call a survivalist, so he does have the skills to live off the grid. Scott is an Army veteran with a Purple Heart. Authorities describe Scott as five foot ten, 225 pounds, with light brown hair and blue eyes. He has tattoos of a machete knife, scorpion, and a compass with feathers bearing the Bible verse Isaiah 6-7. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. Not in this case. Anyway, the Sun Herald reported last year that Scott's 1994 Toyota 4Runner was found in a parking lot of a park. Police found empty liquor bottles, a military bag, rope, money, Scott's license, and credit cards, and his military dog tags. Marshalls, Marshalls have reported spottings of Scott in Mississippi, Colorado, Nevada, and Louisiana. His father also has lived in Texas at some point. The marshals believe he's in Colorado now. It's a lot of mountains. It's a lot of woods. He has family. His mother and sister are in Colorado, and we believe that some family members could be possibly giving him some assistance, Cosby said. Uh, We spoke over the Facebook with Scott's mother. She said she would talk to us the next few days but couldn't tonight. What she did say was she believed that her son's story should have been told from the beginning. Uh, They also tried to reach Scott's ex-wife, the mother of the victim, but could not find a working phone number. Marshall said they won't lose sight of what the victim has gone through. I think we owe it to the family to get justice for this young girl. This is a horrific act, and she she shouldn't have had to go through, and he should be brought to justice for this, said Cosby. There's a $25,000 reward for information leading to his arrest. And I won't do the rest of it, because guess what? He's been caught. So, give me a second while I get the link here. And how do you like that? He was not in Colorado. He was in Oklahoma. I was
2: making his way to Colorado.
0: Mm-hmm. He went to Oklahoma. All right. Anyway, here's the update. Um, For nearly two years, Jacob Blair Scott has been been living in a trailer in Oklahoma going by the name Luke, said authorities today. Scott was arrested just hours after the U.S. Marshal sent out a national release naming him to the top 15 most wanted list. Later that night, his case was featured on the true crime show... In pursuit with John Walsh, I think that was last night's episode damn that fast yep, because I remember there was there was an episode last night, so so yes, it was so last night um that episode was on. Uh, he is facing several charges related to the sexual assault of a Jackson county teen, including allegations that he impregnated the fourteen year old girl. On July 30th, 2018, just days before he was set to plead guilty to those charges, Scott vanished. His dinghy boat was later found, along with a gun and a suicide note, in Orange Beach, Alabama. Authorities have maintained since then that strong evidence indicated Scott faked his own death. At a press conference today, investigators said a citizen called a clip into the the County Sheriff's Department in Oklahoma saying they had seen someone who matched the description. A man who looked the same and had similar tattoos was living in an RV trailer in Antlers, Oklahoma, said the caller. The Pushmataha County Sheriff's Department and the U.S. Marshals then worked together, finding the RV the caller had described and then calling for the person inside to come out. After a few minutes, a man matching the description of the suspect came out of the trailer. At first, authorities said he would not give any information to the marshals. After Marshals verified that the tattoos were the same, the man then admitted to authorities that he was, in fact, 42-year-old Jacob Scott. Investigators say they believe Scott, who was going by the name Luke, had been living in that area of Oklahoma since he faked his own death in Orange Beach, Alabama, on July 30, 2018. He was arrested and is currently being held in the Pittsburgh County Jail, which is in the neighboring county. Authorities say he is awaiting an initial court appearance. At that time, a federal judge will decide if he gets the bond or not. Then he'll be extradited back to Mississippi, said Marshals. Scott is charged with 14 crimes in Jackson County, including sexual battery, tucking, touching a child for lustful purposes, and exploiting a child. Authorities in Jackson County, Jackson County say they still have a lot of information and evidence to gather once, Jack, once Scott is back in Mississippi. Pardon me, want to drink some water, huh? Mmm. My mouth dries out fast. Right now, the investigation is going to start up again, said Jackson County Sheriff Mike Ingell. Once we get him back and in custody, we're going to get subpoenas for phone records and follow all these leads through the court and make the appropriate charges to anyone that helped him along the way. He is also facing similar charges filed by the U.S. Marshals, who have been looking for him since he disappeared in 2018. So guess what, Lou? So guess what? If you try to hide, don't bother. John Walsh or somebody's going to catch up with you. (laughs) Well, you want to know something? What?
1: When he's convicted and he goes to prison, he's going to have to be in solitary. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if those prisoners find out... What
0: he did? he's he's as good as dead. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, he's as good as dead. But yeah, it's it's good to know that the man's been captured.
1: Amen.
0: And I'll go ahead and put that in the in the BTA uh that link I had put earlier. He got captured after being seen <laughs> on in pursuit. <laughs> you know what? John Walsh had another show yeah
1: that he um hosted
0: and you know Murder what all like he
1: said he will get he will not rest till he gets them
0: mhm, yeah, but thank goodness that bastard
2: got caught. yeah, you don't do I'll... things like this to a child. I'm sorry, you just don't no. I yet there
1: are assholes out there that will try.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, well, now I got another story here. This one is worthy of the Supernova Rant Rockets. Yes. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the link of the story first, then I'm going to fire off the rocket. And I I do apologize, this link is a little long, so... Bear with me, growl. Growl. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right. So with that in mind, I'm going to fire the Supernova rent Rocket. So everybody take cover now. Oh. Red alert.
1: Red alert. Too late. Yeah.
0: So here's what's going. Not welcome. Gay students and parents are denied service in Florida's publicly funded voucher schools.
1: Kiss my uh, ass,
0: people. Uh, yep. Oh, my. Yep, let's see. Once again, Orlando Sentinel reporters peered behind the curtains of Florida's unchecked voucher school system to see how $1 billion, that's with a B, $1 billion worth of public money is being used. And once again, what they found was ugly. They're reporting and cover more than 80 schools with blatant discrimination policies that deny admission to gay children, expel or discipline students who reveal they're gay, and sometimes refuse to educate children of LGBT parents. These schools want public money, but they don't want to serve all of the public. One school told a mother, a firefighter married to a U.S. Air Force veteran, that her children were unfit to be educated there simply because the couple was two women. Two women served their country and community, but the school, which received three hundred seventy-one thousand dollars in state scholarship money last year, told the family to get an education elsewhere. All right. So they'll talk about they'll they'll talk about more about this in a minute, and the politicians and bureaucrats defending them. First, let's go back two years to the last time Senate reporters investigated the wild west of unregulated voucher schools in Florida. In their Schools Without Rules series, reporters found voucher schools forging safety reports using factually incorrect curriculum and hiring unqualified unqualified teachers, some who hadn't even finished high school. Yes, high school dropouts teaching school, underwritten with public money. They found voucher schools that stiffed teachers out of paychecks and some that shut down in the middle of the school year, stranding students. We rank public schools all you want. There will never be a day when you take your child to a public school only to find it's gone out of business. The reporters found administrators accused of fraud, teachers accused of abuse, loads of problems, all of it swept under the rug by politicians who demonize public schools while promoting school choice. Neither the Sentinel nor these reporters have it in for voucher schools. Heck, they spend so far, so far more time covering issues and uncovering problems in public schools. These reporters wanted to see what was happening in Florida's billion-dollar voucher school system for a simple reason. No one else will. In six months, the reporters visited more voucher schools in Central Florida to see what kids were learning and how they were being treated. Then the Florida Department of Education visited in the entire state in a year. Order rounds public schools and regulations and tests in the name of accountability, but lets voucher schools run wild. Some voucher schools do great jobs, and many welcome all children, regardless of race, faith, or sexual orientation. This includes some Christian and faith-based schools that not only welcome LGBT students, but teach students that discrimination against anyone is wrong. Thank you. But others discriminate not only against LGBT students, but students with even mild disabilities. If these kids were denied admission because they were black, it would be illegal and politicians would be outraged. But Florida greenlights discrimination against LGBT citizens in hiring, in housing, and yes, in schooling. And Governor Ron DeSantis and leaders in the Republican controlled legislature are fine with it. They say the state doesn't directly fund discrimination. Since parents choose the schools, but the state chooses which schools are allowed to take the vouchers. The politicians also say people of faith should be free to discriminate if that's part of their belief system. Really? Yeah, right. Hurry a second. Hmm. Hmm. People used to make similar arguments for racial discrimination. In defending a nineteen sixty five ban on interracial marriage, a Virginia judge declared in nineteen sixty-five that God did not intend for the races to mix. Discrimination was wrong then, and it is wrong now. It is especially wrong when unwritten with tax dollars. When this was first written up last year and schools were identified to refuse to accept LGBT students, Step Up for Students, the nonprofit that made about $18 million administrating vouchers last year, went on the attack, claiming he was trying to hurt um, disadvantaged children. The group's president, Doug Tuthill, penned an op-ed that tried to downplay the issue, claiming Step-Up found only, only 38 schools with anti-gay discrimination policies. First, that still took 38 too many. But the truth, as six months of investigative by reporters Annie Martin and Leslie Postal revealed, is that many more schools have explicit discrimination policies. So, either Step-Up's research ability stink, or the group was trying to downplay a pattern of institutional discrimination while it kept cashing checks. Tethill also claimed he found no evidence of a single LGBTQ plus scholarship student being mistreated. Maybe he doesn't view discrimination as mistreatment. Maybe if he was the one being discriminated against, he'd feel differently. Uh, The writer's pretty sure Step Up will attack again, especially since some of the corporations that chose to redirect their tax payments to the state scholarship voucher program are rethinking their involvement. Rosen Resorts led the way, saying it would no longer allow its tax credits to fund discrimination. What Step Up should do is back legislative efforts to ban discrimination against the disabled, against LGBT families, against people of different faiths, against anyone. And they should welcome more accountability and standards in general to make sure children are actually being educated at these publicly funded schools, just as Florida already demands of traditional schools. Many lawmakers are fine with the status quo and publicly funded discrimination. If you're not, speak up. I'd I sure speak wouldn't be. up in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. in the meantime, I don't know why Jeff Sessions is trying to run for the U.S. Senate. It's like, most people in this state have had enough of him.
2: <laughs> and I hope they've had enough of Roy Moron.
0: Yeah. Both blue. Yeah, Roy is such a, that guy's a moron. Or at the very like,
2: least. What? Vote blue or at least vote any sensible human being twenty twenty. Yeah, and I emphasize the word sensible as in not Trump, not
0: yeah, sensible, not no sensible. Yeah, and here's something else. I don't know if you heard about this Tim, but there's this. I think there's this group called America America's First or something like that, and you know I,
2: they're picking. I, the, that's what I think. Republicans against Trump, right?
0: No, He'll actually. In, all right? No, actually, in this case, America's America First is actually for Trump.
2: Uh, well, there's a Republican group that's against Trump too, and I think it has a similar name. I think.
0: Yeah, Republicans against Donald Trump. I'm in that group.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's I'm in the, that that's group. That's what we call a sensible human being, right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... party.
0: Exactly, but here, here's Israel's driving me crazy. This America First group, they put out a commercial against Doug Jones saying, "It's a hoax, it's a witch hunt." Doug Jones is saying, "No, it's not a hoax, it's not a witch hunt." And they're saying, "Call him and tell him to end impeachment." It's like, um, they like. To, uh, there's one problem here. Number one, it's more than likely he's going to get acquitted because of the simple fact that it's a Republican-controlled Senate. Number two, yeah. Number two. Uh, Doug Jones is an attorney. In other words, he needs to hear everything. After all, that is an attorney job.
2: And number three, the impeachment is already over. You can't end something that has already ended. Right. impeachment is not the same as removal from office. Right. Therefore, there is nothing to end.
0: Yeah, it's like why did this group waste their money? <laughs> you know, I it's like trying to-, to
2: be unsung heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Can I honestly,
1: this? yeah. Go ahead. It doesn't. Uh, I'll wait till you guys get through with your political discussion because Scott Phillips posted this, and it has nothing to do with. Okay. um With politics,
0: yeah. Well, we'll just finish by saying this: Why did you waste your money on this ad? Okay, seriously, there was no point because everybody knows he's going to get acquitted because it's a Republican-controlled Senate. So I was like, Why did you waste your money doing that, (laughs) idiots?
1: Okay. All right. Um, This is between two people. It was a text message.
2: Erendil
1: was a mariner, said Gandalf doesn't doesn't say that Shadowfax is the best or the fastest. He says that he is the lord of all horses. And I, quite frankly, want more information about the responsibilities and powers that come with that position. And Howler32557038 answered with this. I would assume it behooves him to create a more stable economy for all horses by reining in unnecessary spending. Are you catching on? Yep. Uh Uh-huh. It must be a huge responsibility to be saddled with, but I'm sure he always meets it with unbridled enthusiasm. He's probably chomping at the bit for the next horse presidential race. In fact, I hear he's... Uh huh. In fact, I hear he's already in the Gallup
0: pools. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a bad punch. One
1: big, oh, one big groaner there.
0: Yeah, in other words, I think it needs. Hold on, let me find it. No, I don't have that one. I can do this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, blame the head of the um, Metro Atlanta. I'm one of the admins of the Metro Atlanta Geeks. He's the one that posted that. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right, bear see. with me, Growl.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> I want to take that Jeopardy test at 10 o'clock. Take what? There's a Jeopardy test at 10 p.m. Oh, what was my password?
1: Okay, this is a little bit of luck. I don't know what would work here. The 30th funny stand-up comedians of all time. Ah. not interested.
0: No I'm, I well I'm not big into comedy. Okay. But it's up to you.
1: No, I wanna get something that everybody Oh here we go. Friends who have never missed the Super Bowl head to Miami for fifty four for Super Bowl fifty four. They have not missed a single Super Bowl. Damn. Okay, I'll read that's this awesome. there's, again. There's no link. It's in um, Microsoft News and they don't have a link.
0: Okay, that's fine.
1: But as it was posted today. Friends who have never missed a Super Bowl head to Miami for 40. 50. 54. <laughs> this goes <laughs> to show you I'm not into sports that good. The Netherlands okay. Super Bowl Club is continuing their streak this year by traveling to Miami to see the San... Francisco 49ers take on the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 54. The group's founding members, Tom Henschel, 78, and Don Crisman, 83, were both in attendance at the AFL and NFL World Championship Games at the Los Angeles Coliseum in 1967, which would later become Super Bowl I. But the football fans didn't meet until years later. When they crossed paths while waiting in line for a ticket to the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson in 1983, they told USA Today in 2019. But then strangers realized they both attended every Super Bowl after striking up a conversation. And with Super Bowl 17 scheduled that week in Pasadena, California, the club was born. (laughs) Hmm. Boy, they must be rich to be able to attend all the Super Bowls. Because it ain't cheap yeah. to those things.
0: No, it's not.
1: Henschel and Chrisman met other Super Bowl fanatics who had done the same, and the group grew to six at its peak. After the deaths of three of their members, Henschel, Chrisman, and Gregory Eaton, 80, are now the only surviving members. Chrisman said he was lucky enough to come across people who were selling tickets to Super Bowl one. If he hadn't, the club may have never been formed. They worked for a bank in Denver that was involved in a sponsorship with the Broncos and five tickets were given to the bank," said Chrisman recalled in an interview with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Nobody wanted them. According to the newspaper, only 16 people are officially recognized for attending every Super Bowl, with Hensel, Eaton, and Chrisman among them. Wow. Hmm. Keeping the streak alive has been expensive with the rising cost of airfare and Super Bowl tickets. The lowest price for a ticket from a major ticket reseller is almost $4,700 for a nosebleed seat, whereas the price for a seat in the stadium hosting Super Bowl I was about $10. But The group's dedication has been unwavering. I miss weddings. I miss funerals. Eaton, a Detroit Lions fan, told AJC of the feat, but I've never missed Super Bowls. Kickoff for Super Bowl Fifty Four is at six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens,
0: Florida.
1: That Mm -hmm. has got some dedication.
0: Yeah, I'll bet they probably. I bet they probably save the money. They probably have some kind of account or something just for that purpose. You know what I mean? Uh huh. It's like some people have set up a Christmas savings account where they don't. Where they um basically, you know, don't touch it until Christmas time, give everybody their cash and let it build up again for next year. That's what I do. That's how that's how I'm able to afford to give everybody money for Christmas.
1: I just hope you don't get your windows rattled a little bit. What are you talking about? There's a storm pushing towards Florida. Mm-hmm. And it may rattle your windows a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's supposed to get rain tomorrow, but nothing, nothing serious here. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh yeah. This you have to. This you have to use. You have to use like a tablet or your phone because what it, what it has to do is you use predictive text, and this is what this person came up with. I am blank, god or goddess of predictive text. bringer of predictive text. Fear me because predictive text. So this is what I had come up with. I am surely goddess of this year bringer of this week. Fear me because of the fact I don't know what if you were going just going as well as you can say.
2: <laughs>
0: oh my yeah you have, you have to use your you have to use either your tablet or anything that's capable of predictive text. So, Will
1: you control yourself dog Thank you Being bombarded you, don't, by you, don't have,
0: you don't have You don't have mayhem in there do you <laughs>
2: Oh my
0: just a
1: dog with one hell of a case of gas Yeah, Oh dear
0: Yeah As, as oh, Spock once said As Spock once said The universe is very gassy Yeah
1: this is good. This is coming from a little kindergartner in Vista, California. I found another story to read. Okay. Kindergartner's Project Eliminates School Lunch Debt. And this is in Vista, California, posted today, the 29th. When parents at a Vista, California school were, were behind on lunch payments, Kiki Hardy, a soft spoken kindergartner, decided to take action. Her solution was to open a cocoa and cookie stand to help out. I didn't even know who she was at Teresa Sharp, who runs the cafeteria at Breeze Hill Elementary School. You never know what their little minds are thinking. Excuse me. <laughs> Hardy, five, cooked up a series of fundraisers. As donations poured in, her schoolmates were amazed. Her donation goal was to raise around $616 in order to eliminate her school's lunch debt. But Kiki, Kiki's Kindness Project didn't just pay off her elementary school's debt, but the entire district's totaling more than $7,000. She also inspired her peers, 5th grader Dawson's spies. She also inspired her peers. 5th grader Dawson's spies said he's now inspired to plant trees. Rachel Chavez wants to feed homeless Rachel said when she told her family about Kiki's kindness project, it made her grandma cry. She was just so happy that our next generation is going to be that kind and caring. She said, "It's proof that kindness can be contagious."
0: Mhm. The end. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it just goes to prove there are kids who are smarter than the adults.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm just going through Microsoft News to find um articles that I might be interested. Oh give a doggone raspberry to PETA. They wanna to replace oh, yeah. Tony Silver, the robot.
0: Yeah. It's like can we replace Peter with a bunch of robots instead? Oh yes. Okay. I was like, You gotta be fucking kidding me. Right, oh so, my! But yes, it's it's true. PETA wants to replace Puxatani Phil. So, here's what's going on. This was posted yesterday. If you're worried about automation making your job obsolete, you're not alone. Even the world's most famous groundhog could be replaced by a robot. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, or PETA, is asking that Puxatani Phil be replaced by an animatronic groundhog. Phil is Pennsylvania's famed weather forecasting rodent. It predicts the onset of spring every year on Groundhog Day, which this year happens to fall right on the day of the Super Bowl, so it's called Super Groundhog Sunday. Let's see. PETA made its request in a letter to Phil's keepers. The organization objects to the conditions of Phil's captivity and believes the Groundhog Day event is too stressful for him. According to the, Pux- the Puxatawney Groundhog Club's website, he lives in a climate-controlled and light-regulated zoo. The club could not immediately be reached for comments. It's like, don't waste your time, forget PETA, and just go on with it. Honestly. Robots looking, yeah, pretty much. Oh, we have Vorpal, Bite 3 in the chat. It's like, yeah, pretty much. What did he say? Um, let's see. He's when I put the about the Peta story. He said robots like in Westworld. Said yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that
0: is. And they say that Puxatucky Field is
1: in a heated den. Mm-hmm. He's well taken care of. Yes. So
0: back off, Peta. And, and you know what? If PETA, if PETA wants to get on their case, they're going to have to get on the case of all the other places who do with with their animals as well. Yeah.
1: Well, there was another place where there was another animal used. I can't remember uh-huh. where
0: it was or what the animal was. I think it's like a, some kind of animal in Wisconsin, I think. In one case, it actually bit a bear's ear. <laughs> you know what? Thanks to PETA, oh, we
1: don't have the Killer Whale show at
0: SeaWorld anymore. Yeah. But I think I think I think they wanted it. I think SeaWorld wanted to phase that out anyway. Just think about it. There's no more circus anymore, right? Right.
1: Right. And that made PETA happy.
0: Yeah. But the fact of the matter is a lot of people don't like to go to the circus that much anymore anyway, right? No, the, I agree. The circus is a bygone era.
2: hmm
0: Let's see. Vorpovite said Peta, PETA is a terrorist organization. You must never reward terrorists. That's true. What did he say? I couldn't
1: quite understand you, Shirley.
0: PETA is a terrorist organization. You You must never reward terrorists.
1: No. They got onto to um, whale hunters, too, didn't they?
0: Yeah. Well, I think Greenpeace usually does that.
1: Greenpeace usually threatens to ram.
0: hmm Yeah, PETA has a bad reputation. I'll tell you another thing that's got a bad reputation. Uh, TMZ. Because I don't know if you saw this, but Lashana, our friend Lala she has signed a petition saying it is time to um, cut off TMZ once and for all because they reported about Kobe and Kobe Bryant's death four hours before the authorities actually made the official announcement.
1: They must have had a mole in the midst.
0: Probably.
1: A lot of people are not watching TMZ on a good day.
0: I'd rather take entertainment tonight. Well, the good news for me is TMZ is on at the time I'm at work, so I really don't care.
1: <laughs> oh, my. Well, I don't even watch TMZ. It's on. I on, don't either. On my uptime.
0: Yeah, I, but for me, it's it's on like seven o'clock, like seven in the morning. It's like, eh, I'm at work. I don't need to worry about it. <laughs> Let's see, whale I saw those guys on TV. Yes, they are terrorists too. That is so true. You're right. But
1: they act like jackasses On the show
0: They're mm-hmm. more along
1: the lines of um, Oh god damn it Who's that guy that Does the porn on his show Once in a while uh, Got the long hair Got the long hair uh, Howard Stern? No Yes Howard Stern
2: oh, I was thinking of Howard Stern too
1: okay. Yeah TMZ has no flipping respect
0: mm-hmm. For
1: anything But my mom, she likes to subscribe to the Enquirer and the Star And you can read an article And I know you probably, you don't like Scandal Sheets anyway mm-hmm.
2: you can read
1: something in the Inquirer And hear it on the news a few days later the Inquirer is pretty good about vetting their sources. Yeah. Before they post the article. Yep, that's true. My throat is
0: dry. Mm. This is interesting. We have something on March 28th, the Alabama beer ballot?
1: Beer ballot?
0: Yeah. Uh, that's right. A beer festival for Alabama Brewery, save the date, March twenty eighth. Uh, Montgomery, Alabama, Union Station train shed. More details to come. Check back here often for updates. Okay. It's like I guess it I guess it's our goofy way of having a vote for something. <laughs> they call it the Alabama beer ballot.
1: Okay. Is our
0: friend still in here?
1: I believe yeah, he's still here. You're
0: welcome back anytime. Mhm. But yeah. Hey Vorpelvite, we have we have a show tomorrow night we do um uh, very naughty Mad Libs. You know, after I do some I do some like quick reviews in about 5 to 10 minutes and we sp- we spend the rest of the time doing the naughtiest possible Mad Libs. I and mean, we're talking NC17 Mad Libs. If you're interested, Ooh. we'd love to have you tomorrow night.
1: If you're not easily offended, come on down. Yeah. If you are, don't listen.
0: Yeah. Just to give, you the, just want to give everybody the warning. Because tomorrow night is the all at review and naughty mad lives show and we do mean naughty. Okay? These are NC seventeen. These are not for kids. We do not want kids listening to this. And if you don't if you don't want to hear it, don't listen. Okay? Plain and simple. That's why that's why I have to put the R rating on there. I just wish they had an NC-17 rating for the shows, but the far- farthest they go is R. So oh, you could put it as an R plus. Well, they don't have R plus. It's either PG-13, R, or private is what they have in the settings. So okay. I of says Mad Libs. Like, yeah, we have Mad Libs. <laughs>
1: Can we give him a quick example before we go? Not playing,
0: but... okay. yeah. Let's see. Go ahead, Shirley. All right, let me go... um, Well, we're running out of time, so we won't worry about it tonight. Okay,
1: okay. What's his name? Warple
0: Bite? Warple Bite 3.
1: Okay, like, Shirley will ask for a verb from Tim, an adverb from me, and she'll give a... um, Proper names. Yeah. We keep going through that, and when it's all done filling in the blanks, you get one heck of a crazy story.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, Verbal White says I am strictly triple X. All right. Well, that's the case. You're welcome to come in tomorrow night. (laughs) Come on in. Yeah, come on in. In this case, the water will be fine, and funny, and insane.
1: And crazier in a bad bug's bite.
0: Yep. Yep, so we are running out of time. I was going to try to take the Jeopardy test, but I cannot remember how to log. I can't remember my login password, so you know what? Screw it. I'll wait for next time. (laughs) Because tonight was the last chance. So I'm not going to worry about it. Um, Anyway, um... Just going to say this as usual, please remember to follow us on Facebook. We have our Facebook page. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Our handle there is BTA underscore TIP, and that's all in caps. And you can also follow us at our website beyond the airways.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, because let's face it, life happens, <laughs> if, um, uh, you're the three ways you can catch up. First, there's the .com app available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search on the podcast, for put it on the airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. And Vorbovite said, I'm going to have to watch my Schoolhouse Rock videos to understand what those are. Don't worry. I'm pretty good at telling you. I'm pretty good at that, too. Lolly, 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 get your adverbs here. Oh, yes, I remember that one very well. All right. So anyway, um that is all for tonight. Have a great night and let's just and, we, and let me how uh, think of my brain ain't working. Just play it. You're true,
1: Really right remember. on that. I was right
0: about the ending sounding like a fart. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for tonight. Have a great night. And remember...
2: You m- I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you.
0: Shut up! Woo! <laughs> and we we'll also got this? I'm hmm I'm
2: really.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. I'm Quick, will you? And finally, last but not least, some wise words from the great Betty White.
1: I'm sorry, sweetie. Honey badger doesn't give a shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, that
1: is all for I like tonight. Who she was talking to?
0: Um, I think she was talking to one of her cast members. I forgot which one. But anyway, that's all for tonight. Have a great night, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Good night, y'all.
1: Take care, everybody.
0: Jonah. Jonah. Buenas noches, mis amigos.